There's nothing more frustrating than knowing that the medical device or the medication that could make you or your loved ones feel better when they're sick is unreachable because it's too expensive for you or for your hospital. Money makes the world go around, but there are some situations we simply try to refuse this notion. Situations that involve our basic needs, such as access to healthcare, food, or clean drinking water and shelter. Medical bills are the most common reason for bankruptcy in the USA, making at least 67% of bankruptcies filed in the US. And the average age when someone files for a medical bill-driven bankruptcy is 45 years old. The high-end MRI machines that are capable of generating a flux of three Tesla, and by flux I'm referring to the magnetic flux density of a MRI because that's how it works, starts from a price of about 400,000 US dollars, which works out to be just above 300,000 pounds for those who are in the UK. Someone at the end of the day has to pay for all of it, whether we're paying for it personally as done in the US or we're paying for it through taxes as done in the UK. It's important for us then to ask the question, why are medical devices so expensive and is there a possible way of making them cheaper? Welcome to MedTech 101, a podcast where we discuss matters around medical technology and pharmaceutical drugs in a way that almost anyone can understand. My name is Rodney Moses. I'm a biomedical engineer who has a published patent for a medical device that's going to help the lives of thousands of chemotherapy patients. I've spent my entire working career in research and development for medical technology, working on cool devices that are still yet to hit the market, Orthopedic implants and the classics such as asthma inhalers have worked for one of the biggest med tech companies in the world, Johnson & Johnson, among several others. If you'd like to reach out on LinkedIn or on Instagram or any of the other social media platforms, please look at the description below. That's where the links are. And yeah, so getting straight to it then. So today we're going to be talking about three main reasons as to why medical devices are expensive. Number one, regulatory affairs or regulations. And I don't know how many times I've already mentioned regulatory affairs on this podcast, but I have nothing against them. It's just that when we look at regulatory affairs, we realize that it's a double-edged sword, a sword that on one end protects us and makes sure that every single machine that's on the market is safe and effective for all of us. But on the other hand, it's basically also a gatekeeper that makes sure that the marketplace remains a blue ocean for few players who have approved medical devices to be on the market. Because if a company wants to sell a particular product, you have to get approval for that. So it means the competition that the companies face 
companies that are currently existing on the market only comes from other companies that also have approval for that same medical device and to get approval for this device sometimes you have to wait or it takes 3 to 12 years on average for the device to be approved on the market and if you haven't listened to episode 1 or 2 I recommend you do because they cover in detail exactly why those medical devices take so long to get on the market and even if you wanted to take a generic approach that's used in pharmaceutical drugs for medical devices it doesn't really apply to medical devices because a medical device still has to go through the same process as it would whether it was generic or not so due to the limited number of players on the market for specific medical devices what ends up happening is you have a group of companies being able to control the price of medical devices on one end it's good because it guarantees a solid quality product being delivered to the market that's safe and effective but on the other hand it's quite hard for other people to try to get the prices down because of the limited number of people involved in that particular medical device in terms of the people who actually produce it which laid the foundation of the cost of that medical device number two research and development no money comes into a business from a product that's still in design unless you know some of that money comes through grants from the government or certain research institutes this is what makes companies push for the device to be on the market for the device to get approved not just because the longer the research and development runs the more expensive it is before they even launch it onto the market but once approved on the market the drive is to then offset the R&D costs before we can even say that the product was profitable. And we're talking about millions. The average cost of a medical device to get to market is several dozen millions in the US and that's even through the fast track method. What happens in R&D is we have to start with the design control and this probably deserves an episode on its own but just in summary this means design and development process the prototype development and i'm talking about the alpha and better prototype the component costs the testing for regulatory compliance that has to happen medical device clinical trial costs and medical device administrative expenses and all these are required for you to get to that point the higher the medical device in terms of risk class or risk classification the more you'd expect the research and development to last and this basically means that we have more money that's being spent on that research because when a device has got a high classification it means that it has to reach a specific level of safety because the risk is high and as we've mentioned before humans come first humans have to be protected and the humans we're talking about are the patients or loved ones who are going to be using this medical device so it's quite important for us to make sure that everything that's been done is in accordance with that so you wouldn't expect the same level of development to happen on a thermometer as an mri scan and i don't know why i keep mentioning mri scans but or mri machine scans but i think that's probably towards the other end of the product where we have something going through the body or human implants for instance and just to briefly mention when we talk about 
the risk of a medical device and when we talk about the classification of a medical device in the u.s there's three classifications class one class two class three in europe there's four classifications class one class 2a class 2b and class 3 and as you'd expect as you go from class 1 to class 3 the risk increases so a class 1 device will have less risk than a class 3 device and that's how they class them and the way these are classed these they're basically classed using a bunch of rules in some regulatory documents in europe it's 22 rules that are used to classify these therefore this explains why the longer the research or the harder or complex the research that has to be conducted, the more expensive that device will be because companies will basically be trying to sort of like catch up on the cost of money they lost in the research and development process when the product gets to the market. And this might take several years, of course, but that will be an underlining return on investment the companies will be targeting. Number three, marketing and distribution. Once you have a medical device that's approved and market ready, we can all party because we know it's time for us to start genuinely getting our return on investment. And this is not just in monetary terms, but for me personally, this is about seeing the machine that I've worked so hard on to build with other people, reaching millions or thousands of patients in the real world, making a difference, making them feel better. However, we still have one more step that increases the expense of a medical device. The way a medical device is distributed globally is not the same way a brand new iPhone will be distributed. For medical devices, you need a local representative in most markets to reduce the over expenditures. To reduce the over expenditures, most small to medium sized enterprises or companies basically tend to team up with several independent companies which can act as their distributors this also helps them effectively sustain the requirements of the approval certifications because one of the requirements for a medical device is that you should be able to collect all customer complaints and check if there are any trends in the complaints they're raising and this is also part of what we call post-market surveillance which is quite an important thing and we mentioned it in the first episode in terms of the work that is to happen once a product has reached the market you do have to do some follow-up on that product you have to check how is it performing in the long term and this also helps you understand and make sure that the information you got from the clinical trials is still relevant and that the product is not harming people once it's on the market so you can't just forget about a product because it's on the market so this is why they need the local distributors or local companies sometimes to gather this information for them because you can imagine having to do this for all the clients or patients that use this device and it could be millions and millions of people but one such market that i find a bit interesting to enter is the chinese market depending on your medical device you need to partner with a local distributor or partnering company you need to conduct clinical trials in china and a whole list of things you have to do and clearly this shows that the chinese government empowers the local companies this is good the good thing about this is that it solves issues regarding 
regarding drug performances caused by different environments and ethnic pharmacokinetics. And by ethnic pharmacokinetics, what I mean is the way the drug performs in different ethnic groups is not always the same. And this has been observed. But sometimes big companies globally might easily get away by not having clinical trials that are fully representative of all the ethnicities that are going to be using this drug simply because sometimes it's just so hard to recruit people and this is one of the things we're going to talk about later on when we make an episode about clinical trials the difficulties that are involved in recruiting people for clinical trials and and the ethics around that but however this for china basically means that the drug or the machine that we're introducing in china will have results that reflect their local population which is something that will be really good but as you can imagine all these things that are done basically adds on to the complexity to enter the chinese market in some countries like the usa medical device distribution includes so many middlemen before the medical device even gets to the patient healthcare middlemen such as distributors benefits managers wholesalers and group purchasing organizations have so much responsibility when it comes to the additional cost of medical services or medical devices in the US and you can imagine how every single middleman is taking a cut of profit before it gets to the patient and this basically increases the prices of the medical device being sold on the US market because of that the US government has taken several attempts to try to resolve the costs of medical devices and one of the things they did was they tried to enact the affordable care act or commonly known as the Obamacare as a way to try to reform the healthcare issues in the USA and i think it's quite logical in general for us to think that if we cut the middleman we basically get the prices lower and i don't know how many of you've watched the film by Denzel Washington called The American Gangster which is a biopic about a drug dealer called Frank Lucas who was quite big in Harlem in the 1960s to the 19 70s what he did was he basically just cut the middleman in the drug supply in, of the United States by going straight to Asia and getting the drugs into the US straight from Asia and the way he was doing it was quite crazy because he would hide drugs in the coffins of the soldiers uh, that were being flown back from Vietnam and he would smuggle the drugs into the US that way i'm not saying that we should copy a drug dealer but what i'm saying that that's a proven method that has shown that by doing that we can cut down the prices even though it's a good film i'd recommend you to go and watch it however a similar approach needs to happen to medical technology if you to ensure medical devices that are cheaper for most people to use and that's what we have to do we have to reduce the middlemen involved I know at the beginning of this episode I had mentioned three reasons as to why medical devices are expensive but I thought of one more reason I thought would be worth mentioning so probably you can take this as a bonus reason reason number 4 number 4 I just want to talk about the manufacturing of a medical device because manufacturing medical devices is such an expensive process it's quite labor intensive and simply the statistical control requirements are quite strict and by statistical control I'm just basically referring to the quality of the products you're producing for instance if you're making hip replacement implants or any type of implant you want to guarantee that there's not going to be a defective implant 
that's going to be produced that's going to end up in a patient in fact in medical device industry most people where they can they try to aim for what's called six sigma and by six sigma statistically speaking this basically means trying to aim for one defect for every one million components produced so if you make one million knee replacement implants you only want one of them to have a defect so to achieve this there's many layers that are created to check the quality to check the control of the entire process to make sure that it's good in order for us to reach that but as you can imagine the cost that's involved with that and for medical devices that are active medical devices as they like to call them which are electronically plugged these require an engineer to fly out to them to maintain them to make sure that everything is working well when there are breakdowns and this also costs a lot of money so just looking at the manufacturing and the maintenance of those products that also adds up to the overall cost of these medical devices because it can cost then several thousands to create that and we briefly touched on this matter in episode 4 when we spoke about the difficulties the medical device industry faces when it comes to reaching sustainability it's really difficult to reach sustainability when you have so many requirements and so many things you have to put in place and if you haven't listened to that episode i recommend you to go back to it and just give it a listen you'll be able to understand some of the difficulties that are involved in that process so in conclusion we have to understand that at the end of the day medical device companies are still businesses they're not running a charity but it's quite important for us to also understand that they would like to make a profit but we have to then define the thin line between profiting and caring for human life i like to see the profit as beneficial to people beneficial to more humans using the medical device that's a better indication of success than how much money is wrecked in and for the money that comes back into the company if the company is rechanneling that money into investing into new research and development projects and medical devices because we know it costs a lot for the betterment of the market overall in the future then that's really good and so we shouldn't really be saying that this is really bad obviously it's bad would want things to be more affordable but these are some of the challenges that the industry is facing in reaching those goals for an affordable product that can be in everyone's home or hospital so looking at the summary for today we spoke about factors that contribute to the prices of medical devices as to why are medical devices expensive and one of the things we looked at was regulations regulations being a double-edged sword that basically ensures a good and safe product on the market but at the same time also acting as a gatekeeper for the few players that have approved medical devices because if without that then you can't compete with them because you can't enter that market without it so and secondly we touched on research and development the cost of money that goes into research is quite a lot and sometimes there's a saying that for every one pill that you see on the market 999 others failed so companies expect sort of like one pew to be successful out of every 1000 they try so you can imagine the cost that leads to so we looked at that and we also looked at the impact of the classification of the medical device the higher the classification 
the more expensive it is for us to run or just merely develop because of the complexities involved with that. And then thirdly, we touched on the marketing and distribution. We looked at some factors that come into play when you have to distribute a medical device because the markets are not a singular market medical device markets are different depending on which geographical location you are in the world so we mentioned one about the chinese market the requirements that are needed there how you need a local partner or a local distributor we also mentioned the u.s medical market as to how many middlemen are involved between the manufacturer of the medical device and the patient and how that basically adds up to the cost of the device by the time it gets to the market. So, and then we looked at briefly <laughs> um, at the example that I gave of Frank Lucas. Not that I'm encouraging anyone to go into that but i'm just saying that was a good business model for us to take and try to implement for our industry in a way that can benefit a lot of people and fourthly we looked at manufacturing and maintenance of these medical devices because the manufacturing is so strict and it has to be of a high grade and quality it puts a lot of pressure in terms of the cost you need to do that the cost you need to be able to run a, a manufacturing that's gonna have a statistical control and i basically touched on what i meant by statistical control how we try to create medical products for six sigma meaning that we only in theory would want one component to fail out of one million and i think that's what most people should be striving for in terms of medical devices especially if they're class three products so that would be good however we also touched on the cost of the maintenance how companies have to fly out engineers whenever there's a breakdown because those are the trained people to replace or repair the machine and certify it to make sure that it's good for use and how also this adds up to the cost of running that machine and keeping it running and yeah so these are basically the sort of four main components that make medical devices expensive and i hope you enjoyed today's episode episode and stay tuned we're going to be bringing some interesting guests in the next couple of weeks i won't spoil the fun but i just want to say thank you very much for those people who have been listening or you guys are listening right now thank you very much and those who have reached out on linkedin i'm grateful for that and yes have a good day